Hi everyone, welcome. This is Light and Life. My name is Ifiolua Abegude. I'm welcoming us specially to the month of November and I pray that the Lord's presence will go with us and abide always with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Our theme for the month of November that forms the basis for our lesson all through is Visions of Praise. And for November 7th, 2021 which is another sunday the topic is all people praise god all people praise god that is taken from revelation chapter 7 verses 9 to 17 this lesson will be exposing us to how god's salvation and justice for all people would inspire you and I to praise and worship God. Beyond that also, it's also exposing to us the significance of praising God in unity. So this is what we will be taking the lesson from. And at the end of the day, the lesson is an inspiration and motivation for you and I to come together in response to God's love with joy and exaltation that we will respond by praising God and by worshiping him as a result of this so a lesson as it is we've been able to know that from time immemorial God has always been speaking to us using several means the dreams visions speaking to us sending people you know the ministers of God messengers here and there the Lord has been using several means. The word of God is a powerful means at which God has been speaking as well to us. And this time around, John is here in our lesson today. Where we'll be reading from, from the book of Revelation. He's the one whom God has decided to speak, to make a message come true to him. And we see that God spoke to him using vision. And as we continue in the lesson we see that this John's vision was an enormous one, revealing to him crowds, a large number of people that can never even be counted, coming together to worship God in heaven. So beyond all of this, there is more that the lesson will be making us to know. And as this vision is coming to John, what more accompanies it for us as a lesson? These are what we'll be going through today. And I pray that the Lord will teach us his word himself in Jesus' name. Amen. Quickly to our golden text, which is taken from Revelation 7, 14b. There, sorry, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Let us pray. Father, we acknowledge your name. We bless you specially. We'll give you all the glory because a privilege to hear your word has always been by your grace. Thank you for the mercy extended us to us. Thank you because this you have granted unto us in love. We appreciate you for another time. We pray, O oh God, that you will bless us. We pray, O oh Jesus, that you will speak yourself to us. We ask God that your word will make a response of action in us that will live for your glory always. We appreciate you, Lord, in Jesus' name. We have prayed. Amen. The first part of our lesson is 
And I want to establish to us that the lesson is divided into two parts. So the first part is the great crowd worship God. That is taken from Revelation 7, 9 to 12. And what becomes uh, the first exposure that we get from that part where the word of God is coming to us from verse 9 is that after this, something has preceded, something has happened before John began to say, I saw a vast crowd. And what will happen is the fact that the author of the book of Revelation had been able to emphasize to us the closing of the end of time and the power that the Lord is able to put at work to ensure that the evil one lose their grip and the Lord takes dominion. God takes dominion over the entire world, the entire universe in judgment, in justice and in rule. And this was all that the Lord made even John to experience, to see. And after all that he had been able to see in the process, God gave this revelation to John to show through him what will happen even to his servant soon. Those who had been able to wait on the Lord, those who had been able to journey faithfully, those who in the midst of whatever might have been an experience, as unpalatable as it may be, what will end up being their experience? And after all of that, what John was able to see in the midst of the revelation that he has been exposed to was that he saw a vast crowd so great that he could not count. It means that they were from every nation. They were from tribes and people of different language. They were all standing in front of the throne and before the lamp. And this is a reflection on the thought of what is going to happen with time for us also. That the Lord is going to bring all race, all human, all languages. He will bring us all together as time comes, as the end time, and everyone will stand before the throne. And most especially, the likes who will stand before the throne now are peculiar. And we are saying that this set will stand before the lamp, the, 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 will stand before the throne of God. And what is peculiar about these people is the further reference of what the word of God is making known to us. It said this set of people were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands. Meaning that what distinguishes the set of people that will stand before the throne and before the lamp is of a clear difference from every other, meaning that it is not all of the people, people who had been in the white rope, in white rope, people have the palm uh, branches in their hands. And as significant as all of this is, is a reflection to us that it is not just anyone that will come before this throne. It is not just a group of people who are, you know, in the description of the first expression of different language tribes that will just come. These are set of people whom have who have their dressed in white robes and who have palm branches in their hands. What becomes so significant around this rope is the fact that as white as it is, it symbolizes purity. It symbolizes holiness. People who had lived life pleasing unto the Lord. Who had not compromised in the face of trial, in the face of tribulations, in the face of all that might have been their experience on earth. People who though had been met with a lot of things that could be amount to, to suffering or we could say just clearly say suffering. 
on this their Christian journey, but to their grand. They are the set who we say they will all gather together. As vast crowd as they are, they would stand before the throne of God and with branches, a, a palm branches in their hand. This palm branches is also significant, signifying victory, signifying triumphant. And in all of this, it is an end to whatever that has been tribulation, persecution, you know, all the suffering that they have experienced. It's an end to all of this, as this is what all the appearance that they carry symbolize. Now what become a lesson for us to also learn from this, even as we move on in the course of the lesson. And we said immediately, as they come before the throne, they were shouting with a great row. And what they were saying is, salvation comes from our God, who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. These are the set who had been able to profess their faith to the Lord Jesus Christ and who were able to declare clearly because the understanding has come to them that the only source of salvation, the only source of victory, deliverance, is who is the Lord Jesus, the lamp on the throne, the lamp who was sacrificed for the sins of the world. And salvation has been made to come from God who releases his only begotten son to die for the sins of the whole world. And since these people had been able to acknowledge him and embrace him as their Lord and Savior, they are also coming now at the time when their victory is male seed beyond the physical experience on earth. This is a reflection of the vision of heaven, what will happen with time. Meaning to us that as we take this lesson, the Lord makes provision for his own right here on earth and even in heaven. He never for once leaves us. And in the midst of whatever might be our challenge and experiences, the Lord is not overlooking it to just turn his back on us and make it be an experience for us to just go through all as pain and never for once turn to us in favor. The faithfulness of God to his beloved is what we are seeing here. They come now acknowledging that, oh God, for all the victory that you give to us, that you held onto us in the midst of the storm, in the midst of our persecutions and all the suffering that we experienced. And you still kept us to this point. We have come before you. How many of us leave our life coming before the Lord in acknowledgement of this? And this is what these people have been able to do. And we see thereafter that what becomes a concern is that after then, all the angels were standing around and they too bow before the throne of God and they join in the praise of the Most High God, saying, Amen, blessing, glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, honor, past strength belongs to her God. This is what the Lord expects from us as believers. He expects of everyone whom had come to his saving grace and has embraced it to live for his praise and must be able to understand also that it is the continuation of the praise of the Lord that we will also join the heavenly host to do even after we have lived this world. And this is telling us that as the number of these people were is explained to us that they were vast crowd, it's a reflection that there is power and there is importance to corporate worship and praise of the Lord. These people gathered together not minding their differences in language and tribe, and they came together to worship the Lord. We too must be ready to respond even right on heart in a corporate worship of the praise of God because all praise, honor, and adoration belongs to the Father. And beyond that too, we must be able 
to understand that in the midst of all that may be our healthy experience, the Lord is set to gather his own people and they will soon come before him in praise. And yes, we'll live forever to praise God. And no longer will we remember those days of our troubles, of our trials and persecution. As the Lord seek those who worship him in spirit and in truth. And I pray we'll not be found one thing here on earth or in heaven. In Jesus' name. Amen. The second part of our lesson as we take it quickly is God's promise to the faithful. Revelation 7, 13 to 17. What became a clear concern is how the Lord established his promises to the faithful one. And the promise of the Lord is enumerated this way. He says to them that he will protect them from the evil with his presence. By his presence, he will cover them up. Also, he will shield them from hunger and thirst and from the scorching heat of the sun. And to the faithful, again, the Lord will be their shepherd and he will guide them to the spring of life-giving water. Here there is a place of a land of abundance. And also, the Lord makes a promise that he will wipe away their tears. This is the promise of the Lord. Beyond the revelation of John, saying this in heaven. This has been established also by prophet Isaiah. In the book of Isaiah 49 verse 10 of God's promises to his faithful ones. And this is to make an encouragement from you and I. That the Lord rewards the faithful even from here on heart until heaven everlasting. And that's to tell us that we must continue in the reference of our God, living for him and never to compromise in the midst of whatever may be our challenges here and at. And when we continue in this understanding, we will enjoy God the more. And what the Lord expects of us is that we will live our life for his praise. As we've come to the end of our lesson, I'm trusting that the word of God will come mightily again to us on Sunday and will be blessed. And what is important is that we should be encouraged in our persecution and know always that the Lord deserves our praise and we must not compromise. I'm wishing us all a glorious service on Sunday. Bye, everyone. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.